0: good afternoon everybody it's your boy ray cash aka rance morris here with another special wrestlemania sized edition of social suplex special debate show fuck you mean and uh once again with me is uh my good homie slash my i guess arch enemy (laughs) simon godin from sportsketa.com how you doing simon
1: i'm
0: doing all right Uh,
1: recovering from wrestlemania yesterday it's funny i didn't I took maybe one drink of alcohol yesterday, and it feels like I took twenty for some reason. <laughs>
0: That's the hurricanes, dog. No, it, it,
1: no, I, it was just it was like a shot of ground. It was like I yeah. guess I was just being up for that long and all this other stuff. Was like, like I, I, feel, I was I was out of it when I woke up early this morning.
0: I feel the same way, dog, and I didn't even drink nothing. But it it was so much so much wrestling this weekend. So so many things. Uh, so much content, you know, it's, it's kind of like sensory overload a little bit.
1: Yeah, WrestleMania, uh, I will say, before we get into what we got to get into, WrestleMania weekend was, it was the, one of the best I've seen, That honestly.
0: Well, I, I would agree with that, uh, but as you guys have come to know, both Simon and I, I tend to think WrestleMania was better than he did, but we're going to get through that. Before we even get into it, uh, normally we have a moderator, which would be James from uh One Nation Radio or Jeremy from Keeping a Strong Styler, any of the sort, but those guys are literally in the thick of it in New Orleans right now trying to get home. So it's uh just me just me and uh Simon today. So we're gonna try to keep it as civil as possible, but uh yeah, Simon was, was ready for this. He's been ready he's been hitting me about this for the for all morning. So he's ready for this.
1: Oh man. WrestleM? I've caught to be honest, I've calmed down a lot since yesterday I but uh I'm still a little bit irritated from what I saw. So <laughs>
0: and and let me say of course I think it was I think it was I think it was a great show and I think there was a lot more a lot of positives, a lot more than you, I'm sure you do, but I'm not going to sit here and 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 give you that ignorant statement that it was a perfect show. There were flaws, of course. Um and I guess we can get into it if you want to. Yep.
1: So starting off with the obviously the WrestleMania uh, 34 review. And
0: on the pre show, did you watch? I, I had it on. Uh, that was kind of where uh, I got most of my rest in to build that up has, for the that,
1: show. That's fine. You didn't miss too much. Except for the Cruiserweight match. If you get a chance, you go look
0: at that. I saw but, portions. I saw a good portion of it. I did. Uh, I, I, I think I dozed off around the end of the match. But yeah. So the the, the entrances, by the way, awesome. The presentation of of the match looked really good.
1: Mustafa Mustafa Ali's entrance was dope. Yeah. Yeah, the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royale, I believe this is what, the fifth one? Fifth one, yeah. Yep. That was won by Woken Matt Hardy with the the assistance of Bray Wyatt. Yes. So I guess that means we're getting the Woken Hardys as a team or something because Jeff's coming back. I have no idea how that's going to work.
0: Maybe, maybe, maybe they want to put Jeff away from Matt and let Jeff be Jeff, which is why they're put they're putting Bray with with Matt. That's just a thought.
1: That's that's fine by
0: me. I'm,
1: Jeff Hardy, like people sleep on how over this man was in two thousand eight. Oh, he was he was more over than John Cena. Right. People talk about CM Punk and his run in two thousand twelve uh, 2011, But Je- Jeff Hardy caught that fire first. Yeah, absolutely. And then we had the uh, Cruiserweight Championship between the two-way championship match for the vacant title between Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. This match was just just really good. It deserved to be on the main show. But despite that, those two guys went out there and worked the match like they were on the main show. And, oh, and by the end of it, fans gave it some of the reaction it deserved. I just really wish that this had opened WrestleMania. Not to say that the Intercontinental Championship was bad. That match was good too, but yeah. it's like if you you're doing all this to set the standard for how you want the cruiserweights to be looked at going forward, and I think the best statement of all would have been putting this match on in on the actual card because that's something Austin Aries and Neville didn't even get a chance to do.
0: Yeah, well, um, you know, you could I have a theory, but not a theory, but I have a, I have a, a um an analogy to explain why I think the cruiserweights should not have been on the main card and. You're going to laugh, but uh, uh, forgive me for using this, but uh, if you watch BET, and uh, every year they have the BET Awards, right? And they always have – it's a three-, four-hour award show. It's a, a big cluster of everything. And they give the Gospel Award and the Gospel uh, Performance five minutes out of, like, a four-hour show. And the reasoning for doing that is because – Gospel is a part of the station every Sunday, but it's compared to everything else they do it's such a smaller part that it would not warrant a huge portion of the show, which is kind of my analogy for the Cruiserweights. They deserve a platform, they deserve the match, they deserve all of that, but in the grand scheme of things with everything else involved in the show, it's nothing compared to Raw Smackdown, the women's division, the tag, it's nothing compared to that. And it's not even from a booking standpoint. It's just in proxy. It's a one-hour show when you got everything else, which is, you know, Raw and SmackDown, which was your main shows. The shows are built around. So I think that they got. I think that they. I don't think they should have been on the main card personally. I think the main card was perfect the way it was. Uh, but I'm glad they they should have gotten at least to wrestle at WrestleMania. So I'm glad they got the showcase at all. I guess is what I'm trying to say.
1: I mean, I I can agree with that, but it's like when I'm looking at some of these other matches on the card and what ended up happening with some of them is like you uh, we'll, maybe we'll, one
0: we'll get there, we'll get there because I know you're ready. We'll get there.
1: <laughs> Next was the inaugural WrestleMania Women's Battle Royale, yes. originally named for the Fabulous Moolah until the the to clap back on WWE for that. Yes, the match was won by Naomi after the scuffle between Bailey and Sasha Banks. I did see that. Which is very interesting because while I don't have a problem with Naomi because she is a former champion mm-hmm. and she deserves more chances than they've given her in the past year. It just felt like an odd juxtaposition to go from Naomi winning the match to Sasha Banks and Bailey's little feud. I feel like if they didn't want to focus too much on that, they should have had them eliminated, get, both get eliminated because of each other, like the standard back and forth pushing or whatever. Yeah. Somebody comes in, cleans house. To to go from Bailey getting the one up on Sasha and then to jump right into Naomi eliminating Bailey was kind of kind of like cut her off.
0: Well, I think the, the only issue was that it was Naomi, and and the only reason only is- reason it was issue that it was Naomi is because Naomi is is a super is a super face. Um, the way it happened made perfect sense in my opinion because their whole ever since they've started uh, feuding uh, Sasha and Bailey uh, on the main roster at least like recently it's been over. Uh, Bailey can't get Bailey is tired of Sasha turning her back on her. That's been the whole prevailing theory about it, and Bailey's basically growing up. If you, I hate to say it that way, but that's basically how it is. So, the whole match, they made a pact, and you could physically see them work, look at each other, say work together to get rid of everybody else so it could be them. And the second they do that, Sasha is trying to be, I don't don't know if she was gonna use it or not, but Sasha tries to shake her hand. Bailey's like, okay, and then Bailey hit Sasha and throws her over the top rope. Basically doing the Sasha what Sasha's done to Bailey their whole careers. So so Sasha can understand on that on that big of a stage. The reason I say it makes sense for Naomi or whoever that person would have been to throw them out is because Bailey was so obsessed with getting that moment she wasn't paying attention to the match.
1: Yeah. That's the same, that's the same argument for uh it was that fatal four-way in 2016 with the Miz, Cesaro, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Ooh. Like they were so focused on each other, they they couldn't even get the Intercontinental Championship. So so I so I imagine that the match between Sasha Banks and Bailey was coming soon. But yeah, like you said, having Naomi a babyface do that was kind of odd.
0: Yeah, that's the only problem is is and don't get me wrong, I'm sure they wanted to give Naomi something, but yeah, it should it, should, it probably would have been better suited to be a. a, a a, a more of a heel, a heel character.
1: Now I'm gonna ask this question. Yeah. Does this did this match even need to happen?
0: Yeah. Now why is that? Because the whole point of the show is inclusion. So the women needed inclusion. There would have been ten women on the main roster who didn't get a, who didn't have a spot.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm kind of old school with that. Was like. I don't think everybody needs to be on the WrestleMania card. It was like even to the point where if you said that the cruiserweight match didn't need to make it to the card for everything else,
0: main roster, the main card, yeah,
1: main roster, main roster, I wouldn't be too apropos to that. Like I just think since you do going in this direction, you should probably do that. But like I'm saying, like I think if everybody, I know everybody can make it on the WrestleMania card, Mm -hmm. but that's the, that's the that's what they've been showing us the past couple years and with the network and everything else they have the opportunity to do more mm-hmm. but it's like well but how how long do you want these shows to be how much time are you trying to eat up is there a reason you're trying to eat all this time up like at least does this does it, does, it, does the pre-show
0: really need to be two hours technically yes and i i say that for this reason because so think about to when uh think about when we have to buy interviews right you used to have to call the cable provider and say, hey, I want this pay-per-view. You would have your 30-minute free-for-all before the show. And it'd be an hour for, like, WrestleMania. Just running down all the matches, right? Well, though, I guess, I don't know if we remember, but those shows were free. Those were the shows that you could show, hey, Mom, look, this is what's happening tonight. Can we buy this? Everybody could see those. You, you know, of course, if you bought the pay-per-view, you would see it, too. But that was the for lack of a better term the commercial last minute commercial to get you to buy it so now the world's changed it's not just uh, you know pay per view is, uh, is in a different model now there's a million channels cord cutting, streaming, all this that and the other so now what WWE is doing is they'll show an hour on free TV on YouTube, on Facebook on Twitter on every network yeah well the network too but of all these other yeah of all these other mediums that can say hey i want this pay-per-view and i can say from and i can say this from a very personal standpoint um i have my daughter this weekend and my daughter is just starting to get into wrestling and she was the big proponent of this weekend wanting to watch everything now of course she had to go home for school monday morning but what could have happened, and what almost did happen, was her mom was going to get the network for the night for her to watch WrestleMania, you know, but if I wasn't around, and my daughter's into it, the way she could have said, Mom, can we watch this is, Mom, watch turn USA, see what's about to happen. That's the commercial. So I get, we're diehards, we're into it, we don't see it from the outside perspective, but there's a reason for that. No arguments there. Um, That's the pre-show, by the way. So we're getting ready to move into the main card, right?
1: Yes, finally. The, into the main card with the opening match. The Miz defending the Intercontinental Championship against Seth Rollins in Finn Balor. Yes. I believe Seth Rollins came out first with a tribute to Game of Thrones. The White Walker, I yeah. Really, I don't really watch the show, so I can't really co- comment on it. So... Quick question. Yes, sir. Did he wear blue eye, co- uh, blue contacts, or was that some editing thing that they did?
0: No, those are those are contacts. Um, if you if you look when Miz is coming out uh, and Miz comes in the ring, you can see him messing with his eyes and giving something to the ref. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This so those are contacts. But two, is this?
1: I'm sorry. Yeah, because this I was saying this is the beginning of WWE yeah. using these weird Snapchat esque filters, showcasing some of this thing. Yeah. like. Uh, in some ways it worked, but that, yeah. in other ways it was like, okay, this is this is a little much. This
0: looks like this doesn't look like the way you think it looks or probably sure. the way you
1: hoped it would have looked.
0: I didn't last night was the first time I didn't mind it. Last last night was the first time I didn't mind it because it's stupid as hell when you know somebody's cutting a promo and all the words on the screen. That's dumb. But to add context <laughs> to the interview <entrance, laughs> Yeah, God I hate that. <laughs> but, but adding context to the entrances kind of like that's a clever idea. Now, I thought, sure the execution will get better, but it's a clever idea. Right, right, I thought it was cool. It's like uh, some of those they probably should have nixed. so it was like, okay,
1: this one looks good. This one looks good. Uh, may, maybe, maybe we hold off on that.
0: The only one I didn't like was the new day one. But I didn't like the entrance at all. Right, but like, we'll get we'll get to that later on. Um, hey, yeah. I just want to give. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but. I know enough about it to know that Seth's white Walker entrance and his look was spot on. Just one. <laughs> I want to say that it was absolutely spot on. All right.
1: Then, uh, the, the Miz came out second, right? Yeah. Right. The Miz
0: came out, uh, which happened a lot last night. Huh? Which happened a lot last night. Champions came out either second or first. Was, I really, I really,
1: I, I know WWE does that, but I really don't like that. I think the champions should come out last, even uh, but whatever. Yeah, he had the the goofy looking glasses and everything. He sent Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas to the back, and I thought that was an interesting move.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: And then Finn Balor came out. He was escorted by members of the LGBT community. Yeah, so, all of them wearing his new shirt. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with him being an LGBT advocate. I just feel like this was the show for the demon. Or I guess maybe they doesn't want to be the... I
0: guess since he didn't lose... I guess since he lost uh, being a demon would probably wouldn't work in his favor. I don't know. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. Here's why it was not the show for the demon. We have been convinced that big shows are for the demon, but that's never what it was. The demon was always when he couldn't get it done himself, he had to go tap into that dark place. Right? That's what the demon was always about. It was never just every big show. So... He never had to tap into that dark place in this feud. So there was no reason for him to go there. He hasn't had to do that in a long time. Um, So now I guarantee you the demon will come back when he has a feud that's so serious or a blood feud, if you will, that's more traditionally, uh, you know, heated to where he needs to be the demon to overcome. But it's the demon is a different part of his personality that he has to flip to to get the job done. And that wasn't the case last night, which is why I was never expecting the demon to begin with. I mean, you could argue that he
1: that he wouldn't need the demon in this situation because like Seth Rollins, yeah, Seth didn't beat him at uh SummerSlam and he but he has been beating them all these past couple of raws and he injured Finn Balor like like pretty much severely like um like at SummerSlam to the point where that dude was on the shelf for almost a year. And then with the Miz, it's just this constant, the constant interference and all this other stuff. I'm, I'm not sure if they've had a singles match. I'm sure they have on Raw or something. Yeah. I forget it was one. But it's like, you would think, okay, I'm fighting two people at once. i uh, to stack against me. One of these guys I can kind of handle. The other guy, I've handled before, but he, recently, he's he's starting to turn up too. Mm-hmm. So I th- I think you could make an argument that the Demon could have showed up here.
0: But, But you're nice, saying right? Yeah, I get it. Perfect. Yeah, that, that, that's all I'm saying. So, I mean, you can make an argument for everything. And I would have loved to have seen the Demon. I know people are killing to see the Demon come at WrestleMania. But I'd rather it be right than just to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: There's there's a, there's a, there's a certain match I'm looking at right now that happened <laughs> just to do it. And I got the time code on there, too. We're we going to we get to that. <sighs> okay. The, this match okay. was a great way to open up the main show. Agreed. A lot of... Finn, a lot of uh, uh, spots, high spots of Seth Rollins. Uh, he did his trademark uh, suplex, uh, top rope suplex, and into the Falcon Zero suplex. Yeah. And then I think my favorite spot of the night was when Seth Rollins looked like he was going for a Rana, but the Miz caught him and, and hit him with like what was supposed, like a bulldog or a modified version of the skull crushing finale.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, what's his name? Uh, Finn broke Finn
1: with,
0: with the, the coup, coup Yeah. They worked last night, man. That was that was a really good yeah. match. And Seth Rollins walked away with the title.
1: And now every member of the Shield, if I'm not mistaken, is a yeah. Grand Slam champion. Every member, yeah. Roman Reigns, aside from Seth Rollins, it was Roman Reigns back in 2017 when he beat The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. Yes. Wait a minute. Have... All the members of the shield became grand slam, slam champions by defeating The Miz. Uh no, not Ambrose. Right, he 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 beat Kevin Owens. Well, he didn't beat yeah, Kevin Owens beat Kevin first. Owens. That's when he won in the Intercontinental Championship first. Yeah. He beat Kofi for the US title. Right. And yeah. he, he beat Kofi for the US title, Kevin Owens for the Intercontinental Championship and The Bar. The Yeah, The Bar was the last was when he became a Grand Slam champion. Okay. Yeah.
0: But that would be hilarious. That would be a hell of a story to tell, wouldn't it? Right. I, I almost I, I kind of forgot his feud kept with for his
1: Intercontinental Championship ring with Kevin Owens, which is kind of a shame on me cuz they had that great match at the Royal Rumble.
0: Yes. Yes. But it's been it's been a few years ago, so I mean, I get it. Right. So, no compl- no real complaints here. Many people about Seth Rollins
1: was going to challenge uh Roman Reigns for the for the Universal Championship going forward, but um well, I thought it was going to SmackDown. Right. Well, for obvious reasons, that ain't happening. Uh,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe,
1: (laughs) maybe later tonight, but um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So the next match on the card was just keeping up with the momentum. Oscar versus Charlotte for the
0: SmackDown Women's Championship. And can I say, I think that's tremendous card placement. I think that match was perfectly placed right there. I know a lot of people wanted to be later on in the card. But sometimes you just gotta come out hitting them in the mouth, and they hit them with two straight. I don't do star ratings, but I what I would venture to probably guess would be two four-star matches back to back. Yeah, I, I love the Yeah, I, I definitely say that. Um, Charlotte Flair ended up having
1: a better entrance than
0: Triple H, so I had the entrance of light, dog. Yeah,
1: I, I never thought I'd live to see the day where Triple Triple H's entrance would be the one that underwhelms. But,
0: but, but, Charlotte Flair came out with a similar. You know what yeah, I was I was gonna. You were about to say what I was gonna say. I, I like the callback to the last time they were in the Superdome. Charlotte was one of the valets for Triple H, and now she's the one coming in the ground. Valets. That's such a really good callback. I love yeah, it. There's a,
1: there's a future champion in that uh, in that uh, group of uh, Roman soldiers. Who was yeah. it? Who, who were the soldiers? Do you, I, don't, I don't know who they were. I, I don't know. I just know that that's how these oh, things work assuming, yeah. Uh, yep. John Cena makes his entrance at WrestleMania
0: 22. Yeah. CM Punk is there. Yeah.
1: Ten mm-hmm. years, some seven, five years later, out comes CM Punk. Yeah. All this craziness. Um, yeah. Oscar came out with the CGI mask floating over her. Looked like someone took shrooms. Right. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is definitely like a just a big old Snapchat filter on the screen. Oh yeah.
0: That that definitely was just nothing but a snapchat filter. Yeah. Right. But
1: the match itself was really good. I had to step away for a moment to get something, but when I came, I, I felt like I when I came back in I didn't miss a beat with all the stuff that was going on. Mm-hmm. Best spot of the night was the moonsault into the Triangle. The what's Triangle. her what's our joke? Home? That's not, I don't think. That, I don't think that's the clip I saw on uh, Twitter. It was. It was the Lock
0: or whatever they call it. Well, her her move is called the Oscar lock, but when the moonsault was into a tri- triangle choke, which turned into the Oscar Lock. But yeah. But yeah, they 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 wrestled. The, they, the be- What I really enjoyed about that match was Charlotte did a lot of things she's never done before. Like you could tell she was trying to up her game to match Oscar's game, and that was uh, really visible. Like she hit a Spanish fly off the top rope, Charlotte. Spanish Fly, um, the uh, the Suplex to the outside, um, just stuff like that. Like they really. Now, I'm 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 nitpicking here, but Charlotte didn't really sell the arm as much as I would have liked for her to, because uh, uh, Oscar was killing her arm, and if you the the importance of uh, attacking Charlotte's arm is when she has that Figure Eight, she has to bridge with her arm but they rectified that when she put her in the figure eight later on in the match and she only held it with one arm. So, you know, they kind of came back to it. And speaking of that spot, that was the finish of the match. Yeah. Oscar's streak is done. And no, if I, if I, if I had a streak and someone told me I was going to new Orleans, I wouldn't go like, that's where you go to die. I I, I
1: really hate that. They did that. I I hate that. They, they, they want to gimmick up cities now. Like, hey, look! This is where this happens. Like, oh, this, is, oh, this is your home, nice hometown you got here. Be ashamed if you're lost in it. All, <laughs> this gimmicky, all this gimmicky stuff they do with these towns, I'm not for it. Now, now, New Orleans is the city of dying streaks. So, Ooh. if a new superstar debuts in Oct- in October and they're heading to New Orleans in December, he uh, he better not show up on that
0: show because this streak I'll- is done. I wouldn't say it's the city. I'd say it's the dome. But maybe. They might extend to the city. But what do you think about the streak ending? What do you think about that?
1: I mean, to me, the money match was obviously Oscar versus Ronda Rousey at some point. Or Charlotte versus Ronda. Some confluence of the three. Well, I was going to get into that. Because I've read a report recently that suggests that the main event for WrestleMania next year will be Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. Okay. Now, I'm not I at this <laughs> I'm going to talk about that as a prospect for a main event later on, but as far as getting to that match, I wouldn't have had a problem with that, but I feel like Oscar versus Ronda at SummerSlam, let's say, mm-hmm. would be the perfect way to transition or get to that, that mm-hmm. match later on. It's like, okay, we got this big match this here, and now we're going to get this another big match at the biggest at the biggest show. Yeah i just feel like they could have they could have kept her streak alive a little bit longer because charlotte could because sasha not charlotte uh, yeah charlotte, charlotte could always win the title back at, at some point
0: yeah but so or, i somebody could cash in or something i uh i've always hated streaks in wrestling i've always hated them um and my reason for hating them is the point of a streak is to lose eventually that's the whole point you have to lose eventually so, but there's always so much controversy around, well, that the person who who beat you, who beat the streak, are they worthy? Well, what, what, are, what do they do with it afterwards? Was it worth them? It's so many questions that never get the chance to be answered correctly because people build streaks up so strongly. And a lot of times wrestlers can be hampered by that. I mean, but that's the whole point, in my opinion, because that's it's the it's the
1: it puts them at a different level. It lets, makes you look at them in a different light. It's like, this person hasn't been beaten ever or since blah, blah, blah happened. You're right. And, it, and when they get to that point where it's like, Oh, they lost, it should be this monumental occasion. It should be, in my opinion, you can only use a moment like that with somebody who's established in the crowd will accept it or somebody who is up and coming and needs
0: one more step to reach that top tier. So you're right. So my question is, what's next? After, after the streak is over, and let's say you they say that's achieved correctly, nobody's higher on the totem pole than Charlotte. What's next? So I'm saying that's why I don't like streaks, because that what's, that's what's next is never thought about during a streak. So I think Oscar losing now is the best thing that could ever happen to a career, because now she doesn't have to live up to this grandiose persona. She can just go out there and be a badass. And if she loses, oh, well, she lost. But she can go out there and just mow people down. Without the worrying about keeping the streak intact, which I think will make a prospective match with Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam, like you pitched, even better than it would have been with the streak, because there would have been the expectation of, of, with, with that streak. Now you can just go in there and just look look forward to having a really good match between two really badass women.
1: I, I gotta disagree. I can I, I, I,
0: you should be able to. I feel like you should be able to
1: ex- have that expectation for a great match with all of that too. There's not that much work that needs to go into building up a streak. You just promote it the right way, and you just have it's the person. It's not building out. up the streak.
0: It's not building up the streak. It's the after the streak, Simon. It's not the building up. The building up is easy. Yeah, that's easy as hell. It's the after effects. Because let me let me let me let me let me let me kind of explain why. And I, I, we got so much to get to. I don't want to really harp too much on this, but Oscar just lost tonight, right? Last night. What's next for Oscar? Is she equal now to everybody else on the roster? Will she start losing like crazy all of a sudden? I mean, if Charlotte loses sure. to Carmella Tuesday night, will the loss um, on Tuesday, um, Saturday, on Sunday, be devalued?
1: Yes. Please don't bring that up.
0: <laughs> but you know what I'm saying these are all things that are realistic, man. Right? Which is so. I I'm not saying that Oscar I didn't like Oscar Streak. I'm not saying that I don't like streets in general, but Oscar Streak I think was handled well. Because towards the end of it, and I know a lot of people didn't like it, but once she got called up from NXT and got to the main roster and got against the quote-unquote heavy hitters, you've seen her struggle more and more to keep up. And I don't want to say, like, that's a bad way I, I put no, that. I'm seeing, right.
1: I, no, that's, that's, that's fine. I'm seeing you're I've seen what you and i watched some of the matches. Like, she looked a little bit weaker than you would expect her to. Right.
0: Because the level of competition is better than NXT. Um, which made it more understandable for her to finally get caught one night because that's that's all I look at it as she got finally got caught Uh two years dog that's really hard to never lose a match
1: I mean I get what you're saying but I just feel like see I we got to talk about the mixed tag team match in a second so yeah. I'm gonna come back I'm gonna make a note of that I'm gonna come back to this okay and but before that match was the united states championship match yes between bobby Roode, jinder mahal
0: randy orton the champion and rusev and randy orton did randy Orton look like he just woke up before he came out there
1: i'm so sick <laughs> i've been sick of randy orton the last time i legitimately enjoyed randy orton as a character I can say was this feud with Seth Rollins, it, it was it was kind of campy with some of the stuff they did building up to that WrestleMania match, but it was it was it was I enjoyed it, and when the match happened in RKO, count, I was like, okay, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Then
1: he yeah. had that championship, those championship matches, and I was really getting tired of him. Yeah. And he had those Sheamus matches, and I was really getting tired of him. and he just kept doing non sequitur, boring stuff to the point where I'm just waiting for this dude to retire or become a full-on part timer where he just shows up every couple of months. Yeah. And and in 17, I was burnt out by Randy Orton. Like, that that whole Wrestle, Royal Rumble victory and that bull crap with Bray Wyatt, I was... And then he lost to Jinder Mahal. So, he, so like, he <laughs> held on to the title for, like, three, four weeks or maybe a month just to just to lose it to somebody who hadn't won a match in God knows how long. Like, that's a whole nother issue. I, and then this year, he... Just randomly wins the United States Championship just for Jinder Mahal to beat him. So, does that mean we got to get another match between Randy Orton and Jinder Mahal? Do, do we really have to do that again? Oh. Did we not learn a lesson from Battleground? Is is the Great God League going to come out again? Do, do I have to prepare myself for that? Right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not here for this. If, if that's the next few, you, I'm done. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'll wait for him to move on. I'll. When he when he's done with Randy Orton, I'll, I'll pay attention to it. Like, just just hit me up. I'll be like, oh, he's finally done. Oh okay. man, what's next? <laughs> I'm I, not I'm not here for any more Randy Orton and Jinder Mahal matches. No, the answer is no. No,
0: I'm I'm no, I just got to do random. So you go ahead. I I don't even know if I want to jump in right now. <laughs> you you've been holding that in for a while, I can tell. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I do it not. Really, it really I... just hit me just now. Cause yeah. at WrestleMania I was like,
1: yeah, yeah, I kind of expected him to win. Then I remembered, right. wait a minute, Randy Orton was the champion.
0: That means we got to do that all over again. It doesn't. I don't think it has to necessarily be a feud, but there, I'm sure there will be a rematch. But I don't think it has to be a feud. Let's hope not. But I, but I, but I do, I do like little quirks like that. That uh, there, there, like everybody has a wrestler they can't get by, or everybody has like a, stuff like that. So that little quirk that. No matter what Randy does, he just can't get past gender. It's interesting to me, but I'm not a gender hater or or dis, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've never really hated gender
1: Mahal as as just being a, being a guy or being a, a character, like what he what he, beca- as he, came, what he became as a character. Yeah. it was just the the position.
0: Yeah, like I, I get
1: it. Like you can't just go from Kurt Hawkins style losing. To being a top champion, like there should be some there should be some levels to that, or it's got to be an excuse. You got to win Money in the Bank or do something. You can't just hop right it. You got you got to get a distraction victory. I need to see I need to see some goofy wrestling trope that makes it go. Ah, oh, that's why he did it. It can't just be yep. He just beat Jinder Mahal. Now I guess you can count his two sidekicks. The
0: that's exactly what that. it is.
1: Yes, but he never won a match still, clean. Yes, it was still too quick for me. Because he, he came over to SmackDown, and then after a month, he's the WWE champion. And one on one hand, anything can happen, but just because anything can happen doesn't mean anything should. But I'm dwelling on this too long. We ain't even talked about the match, really. Ain't nothing to talk uh, about the match. Uh, the match? <laughs> yeah, pretty much ain't none. It was okay. It was decent. Uh, it Rusev, was clear, Rusev was clearly over, but Jinder Mahal got that win. So expect to see a few between those two after... Probably, yeah. Probably. After Randy Orton gets his rematch. And, uh, well, I suppose I owe you and Ronda Rousey an apology as we talk I'm, about the I'm, next match. Give it here. Bring it in.
0: <laughs> give it here. I'm waiting.
1: Yes. It, amaz- it amazes me that Ronda Rousey, in some form, it wasn't all her because other people were in the match, too, but it amazes right. me that she ended up having the best match on this show that's both a great thing and a horrible thing all at the same time. So let's just get into it. Triple H and Stephanie McMahon make their entrance. It's basically last year's engines with the with the escort of the
0: motorcycles to the ring. And for the record, do, notice yep. the biker gang was all women. Yeah, That was done on purpose. Which is, which is an interesting dynamic.
1: They both do the Triple H um, iconic spit thing. And then uh, out comes Kurt Angle, and then out comes Ronda Rousey in a tribute to uh, the late Roddy, Piper. Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah. And as you expected, Ronda Rousey didn't get into the match until later on. The match oh. is primarily Triple H
0: working Kurt Angle. Dog, Kurt needs to go away.
1: Oh my God, the dude doesn't. Like I haven't seen any. I haven't seen any of the matches he had with Alberto Del Rio and Cody Rhodes from the the summer or fall of 2016, but I they couldn't have been it, they couldn't have been that good if he's out here like this because he's had time to heal now. You would think okay, he's had some time off. He's yeah. still, I'm imagining he still trains so he doesn't just get bloated or something. But I haven't seen any evidence that I want to see in him any in any match. Like some people, were, I when Daniel Bryan got cleared. Some people were talking about Daniel Bryan versus Kurt Angle in a match. If that happens, that needs let it happen at Survivor Series. Let that be Kurt Angle's last match and let him be done. Because I don't, I really don't want to see him if he gonna continue. If, he, if this is if this is the state of his body and his physicality right now, yeah. he, he needs to seriously consider putting putting the stuff up by next next year at WrestleMania or whatever.
0: I'm I'm literally I'm genuinely concerned for him when I see him wrestle. That's that's how it is. That's how bad it is. Man, his bump, people, people concerned about Daniel Bryan. Man, his bumps, are, Kurt Angle's bumps were scary.
1: Are scarier. Like, but uh, yeah. So Ronda Rousey got into this match. She did everything we expected her to. The, she she hit her with all the strikes, which, like, some of them looked good, some of them didn't. But yeah, yeah,
0: it's right But, but yeah. on the same
1: show with Shane McMahon, everybody's punches looks good. Yeah. And she, you, she tried to use the armbar the first time, and
0: Stephanie countered and beautifully, beautifully, because you know that's the only thing that she was training for. Right? Realistically, if you're fighting a person who their main... If you're fighting an MMA fighter and you know the main thing they want to do is get you an armbar, what's the thing you're going to train for? Not to not to get the armbar. So I, I thought that was beautiful, by the way. Please continue, though. I I have mixed feelings about that because every time... When I think about Vince
1: McMahon and as an authority figure wrestling Stone Cold and how not seriously the vignettes for him training were... This dude was out here chasing chickens and doing push-ups, getting ready to fight Stone Cold Steve Austin... And then, rightfully so, he got his ass kicked for like thirty minutes in the match. So, and that's why kind of that's what I wanted with this trip with this Stephanie McMahon and Ronda Rousey fight. Now, you picking Stephanie and didn't look-
0: which 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 Vince feud? You're picking and choosing the Stone Cold feud, but he's feuded with he tri- Vince went toe to toe with Triple H in a match. Vince went toe to toe with CM Punk in a match. Vince went toe to toe with a bunch of different people in matches. You're just picking the Triple H the Stone Cold feud. Cause that's showing what first. you want. That was Aiden. that was the first. That was. The... But this isn't her first, is it? This isn't Stephanie's first, right? Uh, I mean, I suppose. And maybe she learned from the mistakes from her father. Hmm. Right?
1: I guess I, that's the only way I can justify it. Cause it's like it's just a tinge of too serious to me. But maybe I'm getting maybe I'm just getting worked on the gimmick. But in any case. Triple H and Ronda Rousey square off for a little bit, and Triple H was getting his ass kicked up for a good minute. And I just, and I just find it kind of funny how this dude will put over, will put over this woman, but he won't. He hasn't put over any WCW talents <laughs> that have come to WWE, as far as I've recognized. He, he he could he didn't put over Sting. He didn't put over Booker T. Uh, he had to take that. He had to get his win ahead of time against Goldberg, and got his win back against Goldberg. This dude really hate WCW wrestlers. He, he, dude got he, he needs to go see a therapist about that. He, that's a serious problem. <laughs> but uh, the match. I don't know what to say. You 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 know it's true. You, you, I they, don't know they, it's true. I, could, I couldn't. I couldn't. Scott Stein, I couldn't. Scott Stein is in. Well, he was in both. But <laughs> <laughs> we we talking about stuff that happened like twenty years ago. I don't. I, I'm hey. just I'm just looking at the juxtaposition. Like, okay, he he's out here taking these bombs, looking like he's getting dominated, and he rightfully should. It's like. And he and he was it looked like he was about to tap to her in a, for a second too. It was like, where was all this for all the other L's that he needed to take? You but you, everybody grows
0: in 20 years, bro. Right? <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ, man. God I mean good Sting Lord. versus
1: Triple H was only Sting three shouldn't
0: I I truly believe Sting shouldn't have won. I truly believe in my soul Sting shouldn't have won that match. Yes, I do. What? Yes, Sting should not have won that match. I'm the right person. Okay, I'm writing that down. We're saving that for when James comes back, Uh, if he comes back.
1: (laughs) Okay, but yeah, the match ended with Stephanie tapping out, uh, tapping out after Ronda basically was about to break her arm, or broke her arm. Yeah. So if she doesn't come back for the next couple of months, you know, you know why. What are your thoughts on this?
0: Uh, great match. Um. One thing I I want to read, she did an interview with ESPN after the the match. Um, And uh, I want to read this quote to you. Uh, And this is concerning her losses in the UFC. And we all know how heavily they affected her and this, that, and the other. Uh, The quote is, it was me versus the world in an individual sport. I thought I'd never say this but I'm so happy I lost those fights because it led me here. This is so worth it for her to be to the point of wanting to kill herself because she lost those fights to being, to not even to being, not even being, being able to physically talk about them to, to openly say un, like unprovoked that she's happy. She lost cause it brought her here. Let's let's, it should let all of us know that this is real for her. She truly wants to be here. And I want to point that out because a lot of people, uh, were upset about rhonda coming in because, you know, part-timers and celebrities and this, that, and the other, but Ronda's so different than that because she's been a wrestling fan her whole life, like we have. So I'm so happy for her. Um, I'm nothing nothing that happened last night surprised me. I, in fact, you can listen to the last episode of this podcast. I told y'all it was going to happen. I told you Ronda was going to have a great debut. I told you Ronda was going to be great in the ring. Uh, just, you know, you, got, you have to give people a chance and give them time. And for her debut, she knocked it out the park. But it, if it I were was... to say anything about the match, just just to say something about the match, I found it interesting that this was the first time we've seen real intergenerational wrestling on WWE in a while. And not oh, I happened to run into somebody, but you no, gotta go back. you right. got
1: to go back to like 2011, 2012 yeah. to see a to see a mixed tag match on a consistent base on a bigger show.
0: Absolutely. So like uh, last, I think
1: the last one on a big show, aside from WrestleMania 33, was SummerSlam 2013 when Dolph Ziggler and Caitlyn teamed up against Biggie and AJ Lee.
0: Okay. How you remember stuff like that blows my mind. I don't. I don't remember. I don't know how I remember
1: that either. <laughs> I but think, yeah, I think Dolph okay. Ziggler is a whole nother Case in this yeah. scenario.
0: But but I I just I wanted to point that out that 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 was a really big takeaway for me, but yeah, bona fide star. She's a bona fide star, uh, and she's she's proven that she has the capability to be a bona fide star in ring as well. Yeah, give uh-huh. her some time on the mic to become more compelling, and we got we have a superstar in our hands.
1: Yeah, she's definitely earned my respect. Just like after the Royal Rumble, I said, okay, let's see what happens. I'm saying the same thing with Ronda Rousey. Now, granted, the next thing that happened was the elimination chamber, and I wasn't that big of a fan of that, but Ronda Rousey's next match ain't gonna be something that ridiculous. So I have I have I have more faith. Let's say that.
0: Okay.
1: Now at this point in the show, I personally believe was the peak. Cause after this is when many people, or maybe even another match on the show is when many people say this show starts to fall off. Because the next match on the show is the new day. Versus the Usos versus the Bludgeon. I'm sorry, the Wyatt family because I'm not gonna call them the Bludgeon brothers. The Bludgeon the brothers,
0: yes, yes. yeah. <laughs> let's
1: let's go over the facts with this before we even talk about the match. Okay. Over the past four years, mm-hmm. the Usos, the New Day, and the Wyatt and Harper and Rowan have all had great matches with each other. Mm-hmm. Go back mm-hmm. to some of the tag team matches with the Usos before the heel turn mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. Wyatt and Harper when they were in the Wyatt Wyatt and uh, not Wyatt Harper Luke Harper Eric Rowan. Yeah. Well, they were in the Wyatt family. Fast forward to 2016, some of the matches the New Day had against the Wyatt family yeah, were pretty yeah. interesting, pretty entertaining. Fast forward to 2017 with the New Day and the Usos lighting, basically being the saving grace of this company in what I considered a kind of lackluster year overall. Like Tag team wrestling as a whole was the best it's ever been in 2017, in my opinion. Okay, That was a high... It was the first time in years that tag team wrestling was their, the company highlight. It was at the apex of everything else, in my opinion. Okay. And we get and for all of that, all the work they've been putting in these past few years, they get like five minutes, and it just turn, mm-hmm. turns into a spot fest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And granted, people wanted this to be a ladder match, myself included, and most ladder matches are kind of sort of spot fest,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but. At least there's a justification for that because you got this huge big weapon in this match. You would you kind of have to make use of it, otherwise what's the point? Okay. Uh, just to climb up the ladder. So for this match to just be five minutes, I, I think five, they, but
0: yeah, yeah, about
1: five yeah. minutes, maybe six, so might even longer. But for this match to go on as relatively short as it did, mm-hmm. I'm just not feeling this. I feel like they should have gotten a little bit more time. At this point, they, were, they, were, they knew they were going to do a long show anyway. You might as well give fans something to remember. And I don't know if they didn't want to go tread back on the ladder match they had at WrestleMania 33, but in my opinion, there's no way to do that because that was the debut, that was the re-debut and return of the Hardy Boys. You can't. So that's all. That's its whole other thing. In addition to them mm-hmm. winning the championships, mm-hmm. so if they had did another ladder match or a TLC, I think that would have been the perfect way. Like James said last week. A TLC match would have been the perfect way to usher in, like, okay, like bridging the gap from the old era to the new era is like this is what we gotta look forward to now. So I've done enough talking on this. Um what's your thoughts, friends?
0: You're not gonna like it, but it was the right call. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Why? <laughs> because we tend to get caught up in wrestling and based on what we want, right? Especially WrestleMania time because we've, we, we've, we've been given this expectation that WrestleMania is a showcase of Immortals and all the different taglines, right? At the end of the day, it's a wrestling show that's going to be followed up by a wrestling show the very next day. So the story has to continue. The story is always paramount and has to continue. The story going into this match was the Bludgeon Brothers destroyed everything. The story... The, reason, the story of this match, the reason it existed was the Bludgeon Brothers destroyed everything. So, it only makes sense based on every ounce of the build that the Bludgeon Brothers destroyed everything. This was a squash because the story called for it to be so. Now, I understand we wanted to see more. That's fine. You, you're right on that because I love the Usos. They're my favorite act in the company. Completely right. But the story called for the Bludgeon Brothers to destroy both teams the reason, and the fact that the Usos and the New Day got as much in as they did is a testament to how good they are and how much management cares, like really must value them because effectively they should have came out there and got squashed in two minutes from what the Bludgeons had been doing That. take your, take your personal feelings aside and just look at the TV just look at what you're being given that is what the story was calling for and built to these guys came out here and destroyed all five guys in a minute and a half. In a minute and a half at Fastlane. I mean, but that was also in the midst of them
1: having a match, so they were also kind of tired and everything else.
0: They had wrestled a, for five, five they minutes. Simon, it wasn't like they had a full-on match. It was also not expecting it too. You I mean, you're right. You're absolutely right. But look at every other look at every other time they've gotten together. When. When uh, Big E and Jimmy Uso teamed together to fight him, what happened? Destroyed him. When the Usos teamed together to fight him, what happened? Destroyed him. When the New Day came back and fought him, healthy, what happened? Destroyed him. The, the Bludgeon Brothers are just being built to that level, to where, right now, nope, they're supposed to be unbeatable, and maybe we will get that TLC match, which is, which is the eventually the match that will, uh, or a ladder matcher, or Gimmick match, whatever it is, which will be that first uh, crack in the armor, if you will, to letting them be. It's almost the same thing as Oscar, um, in a different in a different way. When you're building somebody up to that level, you have to have some integrity to with that with that with that, right? So if Oscar was sneaking wins for two mo- for two years, you wouldn't care. But the fact that she was beating people dominantly, up Deanna Perazzo got beat with a kick to the face. You know, stuff like that. So it, this, this was, this was effectively a squash, but it was the right call for the story because Tuesday, tomorrow night, when SmackDown comes on, WrestleMania happened, but we in the, we in the next town, we in the next town on the next show for the next week for the next, whatever, it's time to get moving again. You can't stop everything at WrestleMania. So yeah, I think it was the right call.
1: So you're saying that having that big match would have stopped the uh, stop the Bludgeon Brothers at some point or somehow, like as a like for their momentum, would you say it would have reached its peak or something if they had had that big match then as no, opposed I'm, to later?
0: No, I'm saying the story called there is nothing in the story that is called for the Bludgeon Brothers to look to to for anybody to be competitive with them right now. Nothing. In fact, i i i i I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm going to venture to believe and even uh, say out loud. And, you know, um, I'm going to guess that they're going to acknowledge tonight that the reason that the Usos and the New Day got blown out is because they didn't work together. Because had they worked together to take out the Bludgeon Brothers, it would have been a different match. Yeah.
1: You need yeah. They should talk to, well, they should talk to the Revival and DIY about working together to take out the big guys. They don't always work in your favor. But uh moving on. <laughs> so even more, even even more to prove my point. Right? Alright, I I'll concede that point. However, the next match is the match I was referring to earlier with the time card stamped on it. That certain match that uh was the big thing that really sent me over the edge. Um so, as many as you saw on Twitter prior to the show, John Cena was in the seats close to ringside as a fan, mm-hmm. taking pictures with people, drinking a drinking a beer for the majority of the show. It was after the Oscar and Charlotte match that a referee came to talk to him, and he bolted up the up the ramp and ran to backstage to change into his in ring gear. So Cena comes out. He's, he's expecting something to happen. The A referee comes out telling him something. Re, Cena grabs him like he's about like he just got told to go home or something,
0: mm.
1: which, which is what many people would presume, like the Undertaker isn't here or he's not coming out or whatever, which leads to the, the arena going black and for Elias, the big troll coming out there. Like, I don't know what you were expecting, <laughs> but I know y'all, y'all about to walk with Elias today or yeah. whatever. Yeah. He says some things about John Cena. John Cena goes in there and beats Elias out the ring. Attitude adjustments. You can't see me. Everything else. He heads up the ramp when his music hits. Because he doesn't... Like, that, that was the first time I've seen that happen. Like, where a wrestler's music was hit before they even said anything or did anything else. Mm-hmm. It was almost like Vince or somebody was telling him, okay, you can go back home now. And then it goes the arena goes black again. We see the image... Of the Undertaker's hat and his jacket mm-hmm. from WrestleMania 33 in the middle of the ring. We get some good old CGI Snapchat filter lightning mm-hmm. to blow it up. They turn the light back on the ring, the gear's not there anymore. And we hear that iconic sound and we witness the return of the Undertaker to WrestleMania 34. Mm-hmm. Now throughout the entirety of this ma- entirety of this entrance, John Cena is essentially is somehow the most scared wrestler on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. He is more scared than Edge was mm-hmm. against The Undertaker. He was more scared than Big Show was at the prospect of facing The Undertaker in a casket match.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it, he was more scared than... Kay, he He's definitely more scared than Kane was at WrestleMania 20 when, when the dead man returned. Yeah. He's the most scared person on the face of the planet. This 16 this uh, 16-time champion with 16 years plus in the business, previous interactions with The Undertaker, both as the American badass Big Evil and as the dead man himself, but in a smaller stage on on Raw's and everything else. But he sees The Undertaker come back, and it's somehow awe-inspiring to John Cena, the man who's been calling out The Undertaker for months on end. The match, the week's on end. The match happens, and... I say match but it was basically a squash.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cena got one move of offense. Mm-hmm. He did a back suplex to The Undertaker. Yeah, the set up to the five knuckle the shuffle. Set up to yeah. the five the, to the five knuckle shuffle. Mm-hmm. He hit this you can't see me hit the ropes and the Undertaker did his trademark sit up and he choke slammed him and he tombstoned him mm-hmm. and that was it. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania 34. John Cena versus The Undertaker take away the entrances, take away Elias and all that time wasting Mm -hmm. this match was like 3 minutes Okay. we went through all this Mm -hmm. to get to 3 minutes Mm -hmm. and all I gotta say is if the Undertaker at this stage in his career like many of us already pretty much knew after WrestleMania 33 Mm -hmm. if the Undertaker at this stage in his career is only good for a handful of offensive maneuvers stay home next year please um, I appreciate everything you've done great wrestler one of my favorites but at this point no
0: yeah okay go ahead yeah. so um before I unpack this, I think I owe it to you and everybody listening to acknowledge my what what my original thought was on the match or the the concept. Um, if you remember, I hated everything about it only because I hated the prospect of Undertaker wrestling again. That was my only issue with the whole issue. Uh, I, I, Undertaker should have been done a long time ago, and I was just tired of running the, running the same old, same old with Taker if he wasn't going to come or wasn't going to wrestle. Okay? With the whole storyline unpacked and it finishing, I actually, in the benefit of, benefit of hindsight, loved the way it, it turned out for a couple of reasons first and foremost i'm going to give you the most obvious reason this was reciprocity for the undertaker this was a thank you and a get back for him losing to roman last year and losing to brock uh in 30 and i say that because everything about the match was a callback to that they were in the superdome the place where the streak died and that's where he rose again say forgive the analogy there um there was also the call back to his gear being in the ring from last year when he retired and the aura of the undertaker died and lightning hits and he comes out with the same stuff back on so all that was was kind of a i think it was a We've, I know we said th- we've all said this a million times, but a true final fitting ride for the Undertaker to kind of end on his note, because you, everybody knows he wasn't happy with how last year ended. So that's from that. Okay, let's unpack it from uh, John Cena's perspective. I kind of laid it out on in the last podcast, but uh, I don't. I'm 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 one that likes to analyze what we can tangibly see. Okay. Tangibly, on television, John Cena, and he acknowledged this on the Raw before SmackDown, since he kept made his return, quote-unquote, he's lost to Roman Reigns, he lost the Survivor Series, he lost the Royal Rumble, he lost to Elimination Chamber, he lost to Fastlane, All right? Sure, he can win the one-off match on a Raw or SmackDown, but he's lost the matches when they've counted the most. So, which was his catalyst for him challenging The Undertaker. But now that we've seen the whole picture, I don't think he ever expected The Undertaker to ever accept. I think it was more him wanting spotlight because he knows his spotlight is fading from a character's perspective. And the reason, again, I add, I, I, I say this tangibly because he comes out, he came out every week for a month, was it? 20 minute promo. Undertaker come back. Undertaker come back. Undertaker come back. But then the night, before, the the before WrestleMania, he comes out and says, "Well, I could have any match I want. I don't want it. I want this one." So if you wanted the the Undertaker match, all you gotta do is talk to Vince about it, right? That's what the prevailing theory would be. Then it's canon because he brought it up. Um, he's built this match up in his mind so long because he talked about it last year. he's talked about it before on camera. So I think this was kind of a humbling of the John Cena character uh, because he never expected Taker to really be there. When he took off, uh, that was probably the one one glimmer he gave himself to think, oh, well, maybe this is happening. I got to get ready. That's why he took off the way he did. That's why he was so mad when Rudy Charles or whatever his name is now told him, no, it ain't happening. 'Cause when have you ever seen John Cena grab a ref and act like he's gonna fight him? Never seen it before.
1: What, one time he came close it was like WrestleMania twenty nine when the rock kicked out of like an attitude adjustment.
0: And that's and that's the one time that you could honestly say he's diluted, right? That The rock that rock feud is when he diluted into not Hill Cena, but not I don't believe in myself, John Cena. So another callback. Um, which is why all of that added is why he was so scared when Taker came out because none of it was expected in his mind. Um, so, yeah, it, and some sometimes some things are bigger than just a great match. And I feel bad for everybody that built themselves up into thinking that Taker and John Cena were going to have a classic because it's your fault. Just like everybody got mad when Daniel Bryan didn't win the Rumble that Batista won. That's your fault. It was never advertised. It was never, ever once, brought to anybody's thought process or mind that it was gonna happen. Nobody ever ever advertised that the Undertaker was gonna wrestle John Cena at WrestleMania. It was where the Undertaker confront John Cena. So, if you're mad about that, then you gotta be mad at yourself, because WWE never told you that.
1: I mean, with that with that with that being said, if it was just gonna be about a confrontation, mm-hmm. why not just hit the choke slam and the tombstone? He's done that before. Just I'll tell with that.
0: I'll agree with that. By the way, I agree with 100% what you're saying. With that, by the way, I have no I have no response to that. You're right, you're dead on right about that. <laughs> exactly. I, I was like, because I remember at uh,
1: what was the show. Battleground in 2015 when he faced. You got a mind
0: for this stuff. I don't know how you remember these cards. That's I true. remember. I remember. I remember the
1: most random stuff about some of these shows. Like just about every. I'm a. I guess I'm just a TV guy like that. Like, this callback stuff for the drop hat um, but yeah when I when I think about the when I think about the whole aspect of him coming back to confront John Cena mm-hmm. he, he they could they could he could it one could have went out in a blaze of gory just by saying this my days in this ring are done no or something or no. saying he could say something just no, like see Cena say something, he could have. No, and he just said, "But I'm not done with you." Choke
0: slam, tombstone, or something like that. Maybe I, I, I just don't think that would have worked because, um, you know, sometimes we also have to remember when we watch WrestleMania that some things are booked for the crowd, right? And that's hard for us to accept, but some things are booked for the crowd. Um, and to see them take her live. At his show, and even though I would have liked it for it to be more of a confrontation, than anything, but to see him finally get his final win and pad his stats, if you will, I just think that was the way it had to it had to end up with the way it was built. I'm not saying that I that I would have booked it that way. But I mean, what are what are his stats at this point? He's what 25 twenty five and two.
1: Yeah. I mean i think i thought it was look last year seemed like the better way to go out to me is like 25 years of wrestling at wrestlemania that, that, that perfect number because you know how w likes those, those numbers that like that so like 25 years mm-hmm. and, and you, you've been here for the longest that could have been it like i understand that the roman reigns match wasn't what you would what you would have wanted but mm-hmm. I'm, I doubt the, the Undertaker's been doing this for a long time. I know this dude ain't stupid. You, you've, I'm sure he's felt things when he w- was wrestling in shorter matches. When the time he got to New Orleans or or WrestleMania Thirty Three, he was like, man, I don't know what's about to happen out here. So, it's like, nope. The Undertaker had a bet. Undertaker had the best chance ever just ending it at Survivor Series and co- could have called it quits in 2015. That would have been a good way to go out. He would have had his feud with Brock Lesnar, letting everybody know he was still one of the top, one of the big guys in the yard, and all the stuff. Because he got his, he got his win back. Yes, he cheated, but
0: he got his win back once. Yeah, but we can't go back and say, well, what should have happened in the past? Because it's what what is is what it, it is. What is is what it is. Um, uh, because if that's the case, then he should have retired at the twenty eight, in my opinion. Yeah.
1: At the, at the end okay,
0: of, but we can't. <laughs> okay. we, but yeah. we, we, don't have, we don't have we don't have that benefit, right? So. Uh. Given what we've been given, um, I think it's okay for either Vince to want him. Because I personally, this is, no, I I have no source, nothing. It's just an assumption. I think Cena pitched this to everybody, to uh, Vince and Taker, just to kind of say thank you, Taker, for what you've done. Because remember, Taker was pretty instrumental in Cena's career when Cena started. Taker took him to the side. I, I remember
1: report like that earlier so i'm gonna to wait to hear more from some people on
0: that it's yeah. very possible
1: yeah but i just feel like uh,
0: i don't know every man I, I i and i i don't i don't this i don't i don't want to say this and it, it'd be offensive so i apologize ahead of time if it is but everything ain't for you dog. yeah yeah this this is one of those moments that's i don't want to say it's bigger than wrestling but This is a dude who people have based their entire fandoms on, and to see him go out in one last blaze of glory, you know, walk out on his own two feet—that's that's that's a big deal to people, dog. So, some some things just ain't for us. What are the chances that he has another match? Man,
1: look. (laughs) You want me to be realistic? Realistically,
0: or if he—if this is the end. Yeah. If he comes back next year, right, 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 right there with you, right there with you. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, yeah, it'll <laughs> so, be, it'll be, it'll be Undertaker flames on the show. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if this is, I, I will apologize ahead of time. if This is the end, cause I will get my idea to you at that point. I'll yeah. apologize for all the stuff I'm saying. He got if This brewing. ain't the end. Yeah. If he comes, if I see, if I see this man anywhere outside of the Hall of Fame ceremony or the or, or a backstage segment next year.
0: yeah I'm with you on that Yeah, Uh,
1: we gotta move on the next match on the show Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan making his in-ring return to Wrestlemania for the first time since Wrestlemania 31 where he won the Continental Championship Daniel Bryan's been racking up wins since Wrestlemania 29 if you
0: you slept so he got four straight Wrestlemania victories in the books but wait Simon I thought that the company hated Daniel Bryan oh my god yeah. I, ain't about to, I ain't about to play this game with you. <laughs>
1: facts, they faced a team of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn with the added bonus of if Kevin and Owens won, if Kevin and Zayn won, mm-hmm. they would get their jobs back on SmackDown.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is kind of funny. This is one of those wrestling things. Like we've been fighting for months and all this time. I hate you, but damn it, if you win this match, you get your job back, and I get to do it all over to you yeah, again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I never tell it either. I never I never got that much
1: either, yeah. Anyway, the match was good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, my only problem is we I think we could've done without the call back to WrestleMania thirty with the stretcher fake out for Daniel Bryan. I I it, i got what they were doing, but at yeah. the I was like, I mean, I know what this is, but I don't know I, don't I, know.
0: I I just think, and I I I have to temper my words because I feel a certain way about this whole thing. But uh, you 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 it's kind of you it's kind of a get what you ask for type deal. Like we, fans wanted Brian to wrestle again. These are the type of matches he's gonna have to wrestle for a while until he can prove he can stay healthy. You know. That's you know about you, yeah, because if you know you want this dude to go out there and wrestle a 20 minute full speed match. His oh, no, run. no. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm not it, saying you, but I'm just saying in, in general. No, so, Brian
1: had stayed on an apron for most of the match, and shit, and Kevin and Sammy were working him until he got
0: tagged. in. I wouldn't have had any, much of anything to say. But the problem but with that thought, is that happened in the random match. You say it would have been overkill.
1: I mean, Brian is a big enough star. I think they could have got
0: away with it twice with him. So, well, but I get... But I get what you're saying, so yeah. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll give you two on that one. Brian can good with everything.
0: Yeah. I, I got some flames to spit out here in a minute, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm, I want you to finish.
1: Uh, no, I don't know. I ain't got much else to say other than Brian tapping out Z- Zane in the match. Yeah. So what do you got? To, so go ahead and say what you gotta say, bro. The floor
0: is yours. You know, I really I really truly do love that Brian Danielson. I've grown to love the dude. I hated him so much at when when when, when back like before he ever got to WWE, but i've grown to really care about the dude as a person and a performer like i really have and i hate that i end up always having to be the guy to always come at mm-hmm. him negatively but i truly and this this is, gonna, and I realize this is gonna be a little hyperbolic but i feel like this to a certain extent i feel like i'm the only human being on, on earth who looks at him with an unbiased eye i really do and the reason I say that is because if any other wrestler on the card were to take an apron powerbomb two weeks ago, an apron powerbomb this week, uh, at some the, the, that night, come back into the match and not sell, take a halluva kick, take a pop-up powerbomb, and kick out of every... Like, no other person could do that on the card. And still... And, nobody, could, really and wish, nobody criticized. I
1: really wish I would have been there with you watching WrestleMania 30. When this man had basically had a broken arm. I hated it. I was losing my
0: mind. I was losing. And, and here's the thing, Simon. Here's the thing. I wouldn't care if y'all wouldn't criticize other people for the same thing. That's my thing. I'm, I'm such a consistent. My mind is built to be consistent. So if you want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, then cool. I can I can suspend my disbelief. But you can't criticize him. But then you can't not criticize him, but then criticize everybody else who does the same thing. And that like it killed me. So hats off to him. I'm happy he's health he's happy. I hope to I pray every single day that he doesn't end up hurt like I like I believe he will be. I hope he doesn't. And uh I'm happy he got his moment. I am. But that like that's too much for me. I like we, we, we gotta be we gotta be consistent, dog, at some point. We got to have some consistency because the rules change for Daniel Bryan, and I ain't with that. The rules can't change for nobody. Change for everybody or nobody. All right. And
1: with that, we move on to the final four matches of the show. We're finally wrapping it up a bit. AKA Simon's
0: show... favorite part of the show.
1: <laughs> Y'all can't see the face I'm giving this man, so I'm going to oh, just go ahead man. and talk yeah. about the next match the Raw Women's Championship match. Yeah. Alexa Bliss defending against her former. Her former friend, or whatever she called, she thought Better. of Nia yeah. Jax. This was a classic story: friend saying one thing in front of your face, saying another behind your back. Nia Jax has also been very active on Twitter with the whole body positive image stuff. Yes, like the critiques about some of the things she's been hearing from people. So, yeah, mixing in some of the truth, some of the, some of the truth with the story. Yeah, so no problems there. The match itself, I think, was a little too long. I would agree. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not saying that – I'm not saying that Nia Jax should have just completely squashed her, like, because Alexa had some good offense in there. She hit the Twisted Bliss off the top rope. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she's making some improvements, doing some more impressive things. So I'll give her that point. Yeah. But at the same time, like – Be real. Be real. Uh, be real. Right. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. I will say I liked how the match started. I'm like, okay. But You took it out of my mouth. Yes. Right, like – I hope Nia Jax doesn't suffer from dumb baby face syndrome where she's just going to let this woman who's been messing with her t- these past couple of weeks, just out here, just, yeah, let, let her cheat. And I'm glad she, the, the first thing she did before the bell rung took, took Mickey James out back and put,
0: no. put two on the hand. It was like, okay, now I can do what I came to do. That I love that. That was, it, you know, I, it's, it's cool when they make baby faces seem like, like they make sense. <laughs> right? It's good when they do that for once. Man, out here
1: suffering from Sting syndrome.
0: James <laughs> oh, <dog. 30 laughs> to into that, out. bro. Sting <laughs> never, never learned that.
1: <laughs> Man. Ain't much to really say. Uh Naya won the title. People were predicting Carmelo would come out and cash in. It could still happen. WrestleMania, uh, roth Ron WrestleMania, you know, crazy stuff happens like that. Uh there's a they still got months before she has to cash in before she loses the contract. So, but the Money in the Bank contract winners from 2017 is a whole another argument. Yeah. Heading into the match, I picked to be a potential uh, match, the best match on the show. We had
0: well, hold, AJ on, Starr- hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick. Before you, you I, I didn't get to say nothing about the match. I just got one oh. question for you. One question. Do you think, before the... when we did our preview, you said that this was the one match you would expect to be the worst of all of them? Do you, do you still stick to that? Because remember, if you if you remember what I told you, I told you, I, it wasn't going to be great, but it was going to be much better than everybody expected it to be. Is that fair?
1: At the, at the point in the show that it happened, I was thinking, it was... I was, yeah, at that, that the point of the show would happened, I was thinking, okay, this isn't great, but it's definitely not terrible. So I will concede that you were right about that.
0: That's all I'm but asking. I'm
1: still thinking this is going to be one of the weaker matches of this night, but little did I know that we had whatever the hell they had in store for us. <laughs> so moving on.
0: You're ready for this. Go ahead. Let's go.
1: This ain't this ain't even my – this not even my big thing. This is Rich and uh, James. Like I was expecting a lesser mask because I know they weren't going to let them do – Let me just go ahead. AJ Styles defending the WWE Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura, a rematch from Wrestle Kingdom 10, where the two men fought for the first time over the Intercontinental Championship.
0: IWGP Intercontinental Championship, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yes, the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. So, yeah. So like I was saying earlier, this isn't even the match that I was really that invested in because I I spent most of my time analyzing the main event, which we're going to get to. Yes,
0: we are. Oh, my
1: God. So, uh, yeah, I never expect... I One of the reasons why I said that Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali for the Cruiserweight Championship was going to be the one of the better matches on the show mm-hmm. was because I never really thought that WWE was going to let these two men go out here and have a New Japan-style match. I always knew they were going to have to... They were more than likely going to have to conform to whatever the style WWE prefers their wrestlers to work at these events. Plus... Nakamura has had some inconsistencies in the past of some of his match performances, even against some people who are considered more up an echelon. So, but then, it, well, it, it's a it's a, Nakamura and himself is a whole other discussion we're going to get to after we talk about mm-hmm. the match.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The match was good. It was relatively slow at the beginning. It was still good, but it wasn't what it needed to be, and because the crowd, for as much as they wanted to care, because that's what I've heard from people who were in attendance, like, people were interested or whatever, but, you know, like, man, after five, six hours, people were just like, I'm beat. And they got into it later on into the match, but it wasn't the same level of energy that you would expect for this match, with all the hype coming up from it, from the internet and everybody else. Yeah. And, AJ, now, I predicted that AJ Styles was going to win because I figured, well, if I is going to... Gonna reference this strongly from New- from the Wrestle Kingdom 10 match, but if Nak- if Nakamura won there, AJ should win here. And the, the next match is the good, is a, the kicker.
0: Process, yeah, I, I didn't think about that, but that's a good way to think about it. So I didn't really have a problem with
1: the end result. I just felt the match sprout. I, I kind of expected more from this, and I was a little disappointed. Then they decided to turn Shinsuke Nakamura heel at the end of the match. He presents the title to AJ Styles, and I was about to I was about to go crazy. I'm like, why is this man on his knees presenting the title like he's a damn like he's, like he's a damn like uh, right, he's a he, right? Why is he proposing to AJ Styles? Why is this man out here like your your dinner, sir? <laughs> 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 That's like, what it was yeah. I was, yeah. Like get off, like get off the ground, get off the ground. I, that this took me completely by surprise. Uh, I have I no it problems with us. this at all. Yeah. I'm very interested to see where they go with this. So uh, the match disappointed, but there's an angle coming out of it that I can't hate on.
0: So okay, I'm, I got nothing else to say about this. Ranch, what's your thoughts? I I, I love your take on it. I, I I tend to agree with almost everything you said. Um, I think oh,
1: one, one, one quick caveat.
0: Yeah. Uh, Nakamura's entrance
1: tonight, uh, last night, pretty awesome. All they missed was the crown. That's the one thing I wanted from him. But other than I... that, that, that was cool.
0: I wanted to, I wanted the orchestra but being as he's the rock star it made even more sense and yes it was absolutely awesome um, so um I think sometimes uh, and you're we're both smarts but I think you're more of your of a, of a traditional smart in your allegiances and thought processes than I am but we build ourselves up to things a lot of the times right and we do it to ourselves a lot of the times uh, a fair amount of the time I think Smarks and internet fans, or however subset you want, how you how you want to categorize it, built this match up to be so legendary that they were never gonna live up to expectations. If you go back and look at it in the vacuum, it's a really good match, really good match, but it isn't best of all time type stuff like some people were expecting. And it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting how
1: Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles. Was better than this from last year.
0: Expectations. Expectations. That's, that's what yeah, look, expectations were low last year and exceeded them. Expectations were high this year. Plus, uh, plus. See them. It goes to show you how much a hot crowd can affect a match. Because yeah. AJ and Shane started the show, which is the, which is part of the reason why I never thought AJ and Shinsuke should have closed the match. It should have closed the show, because the crowd wouldn't have been hot for him anyway, right? If they would have been in the final thing of the show, but anyway, uh, match was, the match was decent. Match was fine. I mean, it wasn't like the greatest match I've ever seen, and no, it wasn't what it was in, in New Japan, but it shouldn't have been because we're in a different company, different style. It doesn't mean they couldn't have wrestled well. Couldn't have, didn't mean they couldn't have, have gone out there and wrestled a all-time WrestleMania st- a great match, which leads me to the hill turn. Uh, you know, Josh was very vocal uh, in talking to me after the show, very upset with. You know, Josh is a very. Josh from Keeping Strong Style is a huge Japanese wrestling fan, uh, much bigger than American wrestling. So Nakamura his guy. AJ became. all oh, this. Yeah, cool. He was disappointed. And. But one thing I was trying to point out to him was this Name your bad AJ Styles match in WWE. Can't bad no okay. mediocre or
1: or lackluster probably his matches with gender because just gender that's saying God like
0: that and ain't his fault but that's okay. just the fact that's fact right so uh and AJ uh the Forbes list came out today AJ is the fourth highest person fourth highest person on the Forbes list in terms of wrestlers this year AJ very clearly is this term I'm going to use again, one of Vince's boys. Very clearly. Very clearly. AJ got enough stroke to, to wrestle the match he wanted to wrestle in that spot. A lot of the criticism has to come down to Shinsuke. I'm, this is the way it is. This is the way I see it. That, because every other aspect is completely consistent except for Shinsuke. Which is why the hill turn was so perfect in storyline and in reality. Because... Uh, I think Shinsuke is a much better champion than challenger, but Shinsuke is very clearly much more, much better as a cocky asshole than. Which is basically what he, which is basically what he was supposed to be. Yeah, but like, it's no different than than the Bobby Roode thing. His music was so over and the and the act was so over that the fans were going to cheer him anyway. So my. I mean, I, well, Shinsuke Nakamura wasn't a heel in NXT, but it's like. No. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. He definitely
1: was more of the cocky type. Right. He, his persona came. Shine through a bit
0: more. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. I, absolutely. Um. So, and then somebody, God, I, I don't know who said it. Somebody that I that uh in, in in my wrestling circle, but they said it perfectly. And and I, I kind of want to end my part on my part on this. We were expecting this to be the end of the story, when it turned out to be the beginning. As what's, found, what's that
1: quote from? What's that quote from? Uh, Piper.
0: Oh, somebody? Uh, uh, just when they— which one, the the the, the questions one? Questions, yeah. Just when they, just when they, uh, when they check when they give me the answers, I change the questions. yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, imagine a summer SmackDown being anchored by the summer of AJ versus Shinsuke, and Shinsuke being unleashed. That's that's a very, very fun proposition. I hate that. Uh, the match, the, mat, uh, the match was a sacrifice, but I hate that. Uh, we look at the match as a bit of a sacrifice for the good of getting here. I hate that because I would have loved at the end of this show for this match to have been an all time great, but you know, it's all about the next day for me. It's all about the story, and they about to kill it. I really believe they about to kill it. Nakamura Nakamura has to at this point, because at
1: this point, all he has to his name on the main roster are the Rusev, Randy Orton... And John Cena matches, which are so sporadic and in between that they don't even really stack up. Are oh, you talking he, about good matches-wise, yeah. Right. Good match-wise, storyline-wise, too, pretty much. Because this, this his feud with Dolph Ziggler was just an introductory thing, and those rarely are great. Yeah. yeah. His Baron Corbin feud was trash. The one with General Mahal, it was okay. And th- but other than that, he really hasn't had any feuds. He's just been ragtagging and doing whatever for the most part. Yeah. So he hasn't had, even really had a big storyline coming up from NXT so far. So this will be his biggest storyline to date, and he,
0: he has to deliver here, or okay. people are going to really start to look at this man a little bit differently. One more thing I want to say before we move on. Uh, one thing Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon are great at is foreshadowing without even knowing that it's being foreshadowed, right? Second match of the card was Oscar versus Charlotte. After the match, Asuka, she's the World Rumble winner, Japanese. She loses. Her streak is beaten. She brings the title to Charlotte. You are ready for Asuka. Big hug. Happy, happy, happy. Same situation. AJ, Shinsuke, AJ beats Shinsuke, defends his title. Uh, Shinsuke brings him the title, says, congratulations, you deserve it, and then flips it. In turns. So that foreshadowing I think was uh was that that was a, a really nice callback and, and and a really interesting piece of story to when we look back on it that was probably telling us what was gonna happen but we didn't pay attention.
1: Yep. And moving on to the next match, we had I'm so something... scared to
0: hear what you're gonna say about this. I'm so terrified.
1: I'm just I'm just at a loss for words at this point.
0: Okay. I, I got one thing in my mind.
1: And now, and I'm, I'm going to say it one time when I get to it. It was a Raw Tag Team Championship match. Braun Strowman and a, a, a child yes. versus Cesaro and Sheamus. Yes. Now, when Braun Strowman made his way to the ring, he didn't have a tag team partner at all. So he, he said, my tag team partner is, could be anybody. It could be you, one of you, one of you. Now... Anybody who's watched wrestling for long longest probably think, okay, he's probably about to debut. There's
0: a plant, yeah, a plant in the crowd.
1: There's, there's a plant there. He's going to find somebody Is like, oh, this is a new superstar, or hey, this is a guy we know, and maybe James Ellsworth's in the crowd, or somebody, something like that, which would have been hilarious, in my opinion. Yeah, it would have be been funny. Uh, that's what a lot of people were pulling for with this, but uh, he goes out, and he finds who has later been identified as the son of referee... John Cone, I believe is his name.
0: Is this is this I know people have have reported that but is this 100% true? Because I, I saw, the, the, the the I think people are only going by the picture that John Cone held up with held up their hands. So if it's true, cool. I and I, I don't want to say that it's not. I'm just I don't know. I think I saw the report on Pro Wrestling Sheet and they are generally trustworthy
1: with this type of information. Okay. I'll look it up right now and see just to clarify. Uh, I hate to misidentify somebody.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and and I will say this, even if it was John Cone's son, then probably, it probably would make more sense being that because his dad repped the match and he knows the guys, so there's a little more trust there. So, maybe. But uh, while, while you're looking that up, I guess I'll give my quick thoughts on it because I know you're going to feel the opposite. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I just found it. Yeah, he... They reported it. It's Jeff referee John Cone's son. So I gotta I know you want to say something, but let me just get this out. No, go ahead. I was just trying to fill the time. Yeah, please. So um
1: <laughs> This is if this was a make a wish kid, I would have had, I would have nothing to say about this. This would be an awesome moment for him. A great moment a, a great moment for him to remember for the rest of his life. Oh, heard, we life. don't
0: know if it was a make a wish kid. Now maybe John Cohn said the kid is sick. We don't know that. For the record, but so if it is, so if, if he is, I
1: will I will I will apologize for how I feel about. I, I can't apologize for how I feel, but sure. I understand. But uh, sure, 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 As but as a aspect of WrestleMania, WrestleMania this was dumb. Like I, I don't I don't get this. Like okay, it's a it's a fun moment for the child, mm-hmm. all right, mm-hmm. I, but. To put for, for a child's name to be attached to uh professional wrestling in this way. Because keep in mind, I wasn't a fan of the King Maxwell stuff from TNA and like when when the total total deletion audit happened, I was like, all right, you are pushing it a little bit. So I'm not I didn't defend that, and I can't defend this just because the kid's are a little bit older. It's just didn't I also didn't like when Kenny Omega in DDT wrestling or whatever oh fighting yeah, I mean, that nine-year-old. Like, and, I, and Kevin and Kenny Omega is one of my favorite wrestlers yeah. right now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so this isn't just me souring on it because or having any type of hypocrisy with this. Sure. I just don't like this thing and thing as as, a, as an aspect of professional wrestling. And this is dangerously and I can honestly say this might actually be worse than David Arquette with the situation from WCW because they because at least the point is David Arquette was a, a David Arquette had a name. People knew him. Mm-hmm. If, if, and and I understand that tag team titles don't mean that much in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, it's similar and it's different all at the same time. But for a person that nobody knows to just hold the tag team title, and we know that they're going to strip him of this thing like tomorrow yeah, or tonight, yeah, it just felt like something that didn't need to happen. I would okay. have the Braun Strowman beat them both, hold up the tag team titles, and then he gets yes, he, he gets stripped tonight like that. Okay. Or he gets said my tag team partner is these
0: hands, and that could have been it. Um, so, I didn't really appreciate this. You go ahead. i well. I'm a father, so I, I I think about it a little differently. I mean, nothing you said was wrong for the record. Nothing you said was wrong. I think on the level, it's a it's a pretty ridiculous idea. On the level, it's a pretty ridiculous thought to. Go back in the title lineage and see a ten-year-old kid as a championship holder. So yeah, I mean, I get that, I understand that, and I I I tend to agree with that. But uh, like I said earlier, man, I think some things just transcend wrestling or sense. Um, Now, of course, my thoughts would change slightly because I don't. It doesn't bother me that it's a referee's son, but if I would want it to be a -a make-a-wish kid, if they were to do that. Um, Didn't they just give the, the 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 Warrior Award to JJ? JJ? Yeah. He could. Which it, and and everybody was was tweeting JJ, but JJ. Tw- By the way, JJ JJ act like he's been in the business for like thirty years. He's a vet. JJ <laughs> JJ was like, "Hey man, I ain't want no problems with that." <laughs> so uh, I love that kid. That kid. He's, boy. boy, that boy is so good. Um. But uh, and World Wish Day is next week, um, which they're pushing real big. So it would have been a nice callback if that is what it is. I will say this: most of us wanted to see Braun go at it alone. Anyway, right? These hands—that was the, the 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 tag team, right? And I explained last time the again the callback of him starting his singles career after the Wyatts facing two people at the same time. It was a nice little circle if you will um so the prospect of him saying i'm so good i could just get a kid is interesting but dave finnagell from from lords of fame um put out his his review today and he said something that really made me think and it, when you hear it and you think about it it is plausible uh it's very very clear that the company wants to push Bron to some level of, of success right of heights uh he's he's the most pushed guy in terms of he barely loses he's the most pushed guy in terms of he really looks bad and whenever he loses he gets beat it's by a whole bunch of shenanigans he's visible he's starting to do more press this than the other the one thing that every wwe baby 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 face not like top guy top guy but baby face top guy has to do is get over with, with, with the crowd, with the kids. Has to, right? Uh, even Roma, to an extent, which we'll talk to next, kids, kids tend to love him because they look at him as a superhero. Yep. Braun is a big, scary-looking dude. So if Bron can get over with children, that'll change the entire perspective of him as a top guy because then you don't look at him as a utility guy anymore you can look at him as somebody you can truly build your company around because everybody you know he got something for everybody right uh so the the prospect of him picking a kid and being super smiley and all this with the kid while still being badass brawn could really be good for him in, in the in the in the grand scheme of things that and i never thought about that but if you think about it from a business perspective yeah, you want you want your main guy, one of your main guys who's marketing things to be marketable to everybody, right? So, yeah, if Braun's going to be one of those guys, kids are going to love to do now. Kids are going to love Braun now because they're going to feel like Braun's, Braun's their guy. And Braun hasn't sacrificed any of his toughness to do it like a lot of guys have in the past because Braun come out tonight and he could squash – Brock well maybe not Brock but you know what I'm saying and we believe it he could pretty much do anything right and then
1: that would that would, that would probably make me happy considering what we're about to talk about next yeah
0: yeah yeah but, but, and and then he could go hang out with the kids and we it wouldn't be off base so I thought about that and that that was something that was something for me to really think about so um but this match was this was always going to be they had already told you it was going to be a comedy match in the build. The build told you it was going to be a comedy match. So. Definitely. So, no. so yeah, it's, it's one I mean, more I ago,
1: would, man. I being perfectly honest, I would have rather seen this dude roll under the ring, and before the referee gets to the count of ten, he puts on the shirt and the glasses, and out comes Brainstroming. Dog. <laughs> that that,
0: that would have been more acceptable to me. <laughs> oh, by the way, the funnest part of the whole match was – when the kid stuck his hand out to get the tag, I was dying. That was funny as hell to me. Oh that was funny as hell to me.
1: <laughs> hey, if, if, if this is the that direction that we want to do from now on with some of this stuff, okay, you,
0: you open a dangerous door with this. Then, no, I, was... I think that they're, they're smart enough to know that they can't run with this. Like you said, I'm pretty sure it's going to get, I'm pretty sure it's going to get Uh, Hey, they have to shut it down tomorrow or tonight. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that he's, he's going to get stripped. And, Think about it. Look at all the call-ups that we prospectively have coming up. A lot of them are tag teams. Sanity, Outdoors of Pain, things of that nature. So, tag team tournament. Okay, I can deal with that. And
1: now we talk about the main event. The big number four for Roman Reigns, surpassing John Cena, Triple H, and The Rock for Back to... And Stone Cold. That I think about it.
0: Stone Cold, Cold, Cold never had a chance to do more than more than two because he got hurt. Right. Yeah. So,
1: surpassing all these legends in the industry for back to back to WrestleMania main events. Yeah. He's, and he's one more away from tying Hulk Hogan's records. Yes. 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 In, in the main event, Brock Lesnar defends the Universal Championship against Roman Reigns, a rematch from WrestleMania 31. The build up to this match was. Starkly different from the actual segments, which saw Roman Reigns call out Brock Lesnar for his part time status, constantly come back and back time and time again for an ass whooping against Brock Lesnar. And just when you think he would get the last segment to end the night to show how he's going to win, he didn't get it on Monday Night Raw. And that basically told the story for what many are calling. Uh, confusing decision because Roman Reigns kicked out of not one, not two, not three, not four, which effectively put him out of action for at WrestleMania 31. Mm-hmm. By the way. So not four, not five. Um, not four. He kicked out of five. Yeah. F-fives. Yeah. Five F-fives in that match. Yeah. That is way too much that was that was overkill to a level of... They managed to surpass WrestleMania 31 with the level of overkill they put with Roman Reigns in and these, and these F5 attacks. Because Roman Reigns had less... To be perfectly honest, Roman Reigns had less offense In this match than he had at WrestleMania 31. Absolutely. So for all the progress that he made over the past three years, it effectively meant nothing against Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar busted him open hard way And that was, that image of him bleeding out of his head as as profusely as he was, that was scary. Yeah. I was
0: concerned.
1: I was legit concerned for that man when I saw that. It's been a long time since we've seen a crimson mask, but most of those are done with somebody blading and the the blood pouring off. Not somebody busted open hard way. Yeah. Losing, God knows how many, uh, how much amounts of blood.
0: Yeah.
1: So Roman hit maybe three or four spears towards the end of this match. And Brock Lesnar still kicked out. And it's important to note at this point that nobody cared at if, when Roman kicked out of the first F five. Because we knew that was gonna happen. Everybody nobody cared after the second one.
0: We knew that was gonna happen. Nobody cared after the third. We knew that was gonna happen. People were odd. People nobody cared at the fourth. They were a little like shocked, that. but yeah. They were a little shocked like, wow,
1: four. Like they were more shocked that they were doing it more so than the kick out. Yeah. Yeah. The shock didn't come until the sixth one. Yeah, when he when he finally won, yeah. So,
0: and then Brock, Le- Brock Lesnar hit the six F five and wins. Wait, no. Six, yeah, it was six. Seventh, right? No, it was six. It was the 6th. i
1: I'm talking about so going one to the table.
0: I don't every 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 tweet by WWE and every all of these are saying it was six F fives. Okay, I, I need to go back and rewatch because it might it might have been seven because he did F five on the table. Yeah. So I'll go back and
1: watch that later today or tomorrow at some point in this week. But point being, first of all, the F5 means nothing anymore. The build that you've given the, this intensity, this, this shock and awe when everybody knows the end is near when the F5 is hit, it was completely ruined. The F5 is now the equivalent of the attitude adjustment. You had, to, you, you had to hit like
0: 16 million of these. For, for, for them to win the match. I'd argue it was like that already. I mean, I realized this, this year did a little to change that, but before that, one F5 never beat nobody until this right. year. I, I was trying to buy into the story a little bit. I was like, okay,
1: they they want to do this one F5 thing, I guess that means either Roman's not going to get hit with an F5 period or he's going to get hit with that one and kick out. Yeah. And they, and they went like, no, nah, we're going to they gave him. They gave him another three for every three for the past three years, and yeah. one for good measure, and all this other stuff. Like six at five is way too much, man. That is that is complete overkill. That was ridiculous. And Brock Lesnar ends the night as the Universal Champion. Yeah. Roman Reigns, man, I feel so sorry for this dude. On on a level of, like, what was the point? If this. If you got to do all this for Roman Reigns to get cheered or get sympathy as a baby face, you're doing something wrong. It shouldn't take all that. I've seen, like, getting, like, to be the to get hard way open, seriously, again, like I, I don't agree with that. I, they need to stop doing that before somebody really gets hurt. All this concern about Daniel Bryan and the injuries and all this stuff and, and all these concussion issues, CTE uh, trauma to your head, and we out here busting people open the hard way. And, and, and what many could argue is even harder than he, It's definitely harder than he hit Randy Orton. John Cena didn't bleed this bad at the... At, at Extreme Rules 2012. This is the most blood I've ever seen in a match in a long time.
0: Yeah, and but it, we haven't it, seen it, blood like this in a long time, too. So right. yeah.
1: it, might, it might make for a cool visual in a Roman highlight package, but all of this for him to not win the title for him to lose i, 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 I don't know why I, I i need some answers tonight and if i don't get any then i just might have to take a break just like everybody else is trying to cuz i i just can't fathom what the thought process of this was
0: can i jump in real quick go right ahead okay I'm... uh i don't I, we're going we're going to talk about the match and stuff about the match but i want i want to point out something to you you guys real quick so I got laughed at when I picked Braun to win the Elimination Chamber, and my, the reason I was laughed at, and, uh, w- which I openly acknowledge was a laughable thing to do, uh, was because I picked Braun because I believe in tangibility, and tangibly, no, Roman had done nothing to make anybody believe he would, he would be in the man of the WrestleMania, nothing on camera, nothing. He has, he had not had a successful year. And this is, this is, this, this isn't, it's not a debate. Like you can look at the facts. It's just the truth. Um, And, but all I kept hearing was, well, they want to coordinate Roman. All, we kept all the Meltzer reports and all the fan thoughts and all this, that, and the other. And here we come and he loses. I feel like we've, we just assume so much about Roman, about what they're going to do about Roman. We don't really know. And this is proof positive proof in the pudding. We don't know. So, uh, I have a theory. Uh, I have a theory of course at, at the time of recording some news has come out that are, you know, it's, I don't know if it's true or not. There's a rumor that Brock, uh, went into business for himself and had a fight with, uh, had an argument with Vince in the backstage after the match. We ain't going to talk about that like it's facts because we don't know. But I have a theory uh, as to why what happened last night happened. So, the, the crowd and majority in terms of like diehard fans hate Roman. They don't think he deserves a spot he's in. They don't want him in the main event. I definitely didn't want him to be the guy to main event four WrestleMania in a row, right? Vince booked Brock Lesnar to basically squash the dude, right? Now you realize that of everything that's happened. Roman hasn't uh Roman didn't have a great year. He, you know, had the lucky winner, you could say it eliminated his chamber, this that and the other. Uh you realize now. At the very next day, that the majority of fans feel bad for Roman Reigns. Roman has garnered the sympathy that y'all swore he could never garner. Now, I'm not saying that this is going to translate to his matches. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that because that's a different situation. But people were at the point of swearing that they, people swear that they, they wanted to end their fandom of WWE because of Roman Reigns, right? Roman couldn't get sympathy. Nobody cared about the dude. Just wanted him to go away. But Vince flipped it to the point where he made something else so much, so so bad. Brock and this, this, and his push, and him leaving possibly, and him and his title reign and his continuous formulaic matches, to where most people want Roman to win the title now just to get it off of Brock. But he didn't. <laughs> he, no, he, but but he, he didn't. <laughs> no, you're right. But my point is, we don't know what's going to happen tonight. But my point is, last night, if Roman would have won, it would have just been status quo, right? We all expected it to happen. You no know, big deal. Ha ha. Now you're like, God, what are they putting this man through? You just you started off talking about this match by saying, and I quote, I feel so bad for Roman Reigns and how they're doing. Right? Yep. You don't think. That Vince, being the master manipulator he is, not saying he's perfect, but he is a master manipulator, can flip that into something for Roman? What? No, no. (laughs) What? Tell tell me, honestly, honestly. Before last night, the way you feel about Roman, man, I feel so bad for him. Did you feel like that before last night? I felt it at at times before, not in recent years, no. There you go. So, I feel like we all, we all kind of tend to uh, accept and agree that the Roman, the Roman push, the Roman debacle has become a bit of Vince just wanting to prove that, you know what, damn it, I was right. Some of that is clearly that, right? Some of that is clearly. Um,
1: I just got a report from WWE on Twitter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The rematch mm-hmm. is taking place at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Breaking news just now.
0: Dog, uh, never mind. <laughs> never <fucking> mind. <laughs> Jesus
1: Oh my God.
0: Oh God. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> well. All right. So what do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> These. I hate this company so much. We just having a whole... (laughs) You know what I'm mad about? You know what I'm most mad about? Can I tell you what I'm most mad about?
1: Now my dog is asking if I'm okay.
0: I'm fine. Can I tell you what I'm most mad about, Simon? (laughs) I actually made sense to you, and you were actually like, damn, that actually is a point. And then this (laughs) comes out. Come on, dog. Come (laughs) on, man. (laughs) Well... Well, I can't never... <laughs> breathe. Well. <laughs> I will okay, but let, let's let's try to be professional in this in and, in and this correctly. I did, I can I I think we all could admit at least if nothing else that him winning last night clearly meant that he wasn't gone, to, you know, wasn't gone. He was going to he had at least another month or something he was going to finish. So that's just proof positive. There you go. Man.
1: What in the world? So you mean to tell? So okay, Brock Lesnar resigns. Big deal.
0: Who said he resigns? Maybe he just is fit is finishing.
1: People, I've heard rumors that it doesn't end until August, or or it might just end at April. I have no idea.
0: Yeah. Or, Bro, you know what? I wouldn't have minded. I would not have. Oh, he, oh no! Breaking Universal Champion Brock Lesnar re-signs with WWE and will defend his championship against Roman Reigns in a steel cage match at the Greatest Royal Rumble. So that's why, because he, he, this dude ain't gone. So this is this the whole perspective of all of this has changed. So the right man won. Uh, I, 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 mean, I guess
1: y'all don't want Roman, right? I mean, <laughs> right? Right? this is this is WrestleMania Part Two now, basically.
0: <laughs> well, but it was already gonna be WrestleMania Part Two. The, 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 the show they're doing in Jeddah with over a hundred thousand people is supposed to be like their biggest show ever. So I understand them loading that up. I get that. I ain't got no problem with that. But had he not resigned, it would have looked really, really bad. But him resigning just now, it just becomes canon. It becomes part of the story. Um. So okay. So I'm not jumping off the cliff now. I was jumping off the cliff. <laughs> When they was just flying by the seat of their pants. But this dude clearly has re signed if it's for six months, a month, a year, whatever it is. um, Okay. Okay. Oh, good Lord. Man. Okay. The, 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 the gamut of emotions I've just gone through in this past three minutes. <laughs> my you, God. You. Well, I mean, <laughs> man,
1: I ain't never seen this, co- this company just get on my. Like, they need to stop this. <laughs> For, Somebody gonna have some words for Mr. man one of
0: these days. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, well, that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> Don't really know where to go from here. Um. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll. We will we'll, 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 we'll recon. We will reconvene
1: after the greatest Royal Rumble. Yes. For, with with James, to, and uh, I want to talk about this a lot more in depth. And we go we gonna really get in on this because man is well, it, it's, it's <laughs> it pos, possible that they'll have him lose again real quick before we get to before, before the next couple of weeks happens and that
0: show it, happens? It's surely possible it's not probable I don't think but it's surely possible. God I hope not. It, it's surely po- anything's possible. this is Vince McMahon anything's possible. a 10 year old kid is a tag team champion anything is possible. But it, I don't I don't think it's probable no. Oh God. Yeah. And then y- y'all been thinking that Roman's gonna get this big coronation. There's no bigger coronation than the biggest show they've ever had. The Jeddah show. And over a hundred thousand plus. Yeah. So. Oh man. And I'm it, I'm disappointed it's a steel cage match because when I hear steel cage in WWE I think house show. You know. Let them yep. do hell in the cell or something like the regular steel cage. Boy. <sighs> well, yeah. So y'all want good content. Y'all just got real live content because that happened literally as we were speaking. Man, right. man, social media. <laughs> well, we appreciate y'all listening, man. We we're gonna we, we're we we're talking about how frequently we're gonna do these, but we're definitely gonna do one at least a month. Uh, we enjoy doing them. You know, Simon and I, even though we. Tend to be an opposite side special man. I love working with the dude. He knows the stuff. Always has a good opinion to to work off of. So we're gonna try to continue to get you the good stuff. But with that being said, you got anything to say before we got here, man? Well, I guess I'm.
1: I guess I want to see M- M- Monday Night Raw now. <laughs> I was. I, I would have been fully intent on just watching the highlights. Okay, this guy debuted. Okay, cool. Uh, they They got my interest now. But uh, they they only get one or two more chances to be torn with people like this.
0: You say <laughs> that, but they've been torn with people like this for thirty years, dog. So <laughs> it's getting more. Is it not getting more ridiculous? I don't they are jumping they... through. They are jumping through hoops. It, I would say it was more ridiculous if the if the money wasn't coming back in. But the money is is the best it's ever been. So it's the ridiculousness clearly is isn't what the world is thinking because they're more successful than they've ever been. So something's working. Yep. And on that note, as a wrap, <laughs> we appreciate it, y'all. Have a good night. Yeah